Hi, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the March 24th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we're looking at numbers 595 to 598 of the Catechism. Part, sorry, paragraph 2. Jesus died crucified. 1. The trial of Jesus. Divisions among the Jewish authorities concerning Jesus. Paragraph 595. Among the religious authorities of Jerusalem, not only were the Pharisee Nicodemus and the prominent Joseph of Arimathea, both secret disciples of Jesus, but there was also long-standing dissension about him, so much so that St. John says of these authorities on the very eve of Christ's passion, many believed in him, though very imperfectly. This is not surprising if one recalls that on the day after Pentecost, a great many of the priests were obedient to the faith, and some of the believers belonged to the party of the Pharisees, to the point that St. James could tell St. Paul how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed, and they are all zealous for the law. 596. The religious authorities in Jerusalem were not unanimous about what stance to take toward Jesus. The Pharisees threatened to excommunicate his followers. To those who feared that everyone will believe in him and the Romans will come and destroy both our holy place and our nation. The high priest Caiaphas replied by prophesying, It is expedient for you that one man should die for the people and that the whole nation than that the whole and that the whole nation should not perish. The Sanhedrin having declared Jesus deserving of death as a blasphemer, but having lost the right to put anyone to death, hands him over to the Romans, accusing him of political revolt, a charge that puts him in the same category as Barabbas, who had been accused of sedition. The chief priests also threatened Pilate politically, so that he would condemn Jesus to death. Jews are not collectively responsible for Jesus' death. 597. The historical complexity of Jesus' trial is apparent in the Gospel accounts. The personal sin of the participants, Judas, the Sanhedrin, Pilate, is known to God alone. Here we cannot lay responsibility for the trial on the Jews in Jerusalem as a whole. Despite the outcry of a manipulated crowd and the global reproaches contained in the Apostles' call to conversion after Pentecost, Jesus himself in forgiving them on the cross, and Peter in following suit, both accept the ignorance of the Jews of Jerusalem and even of their leaders. Still less can we extend responsibility to other Jews of different times and places, based merely on the crowd's cry, his blood be on us and on our children, a formula for ratifying a judicial sentence, as the Church declared in the Second Vatican Council. Neither are all Jews indiscriminately at that time, nor Jews today can be charged with the crimes committed during his passion. The Jews should not be spoken of as rejected or accursed, as if this followed from Holy Scripture. All sinners were authors of Christ's passion. 598. In her magisterial teaching of the faith, and in the witness of her saints, the Church has never forgotten that sinners were the authors and the ministers of all the sufferings and the divine, that the Divine Redeemer endured. 
taking into account the fact that our sins affect Christ himself. The Church does not hesitate to impute to Christians the gravest responsibility for the torments inflicted upon Jesus, a responsibility with which they will have that which they have all too often burdened the Jewish the Jews alone. We must regard as guilty all those who continue to relapse into their sins. Since our sins make the Lord Christ suffer torment on the cross, those who plunge themselves into disorders and crimes crucify the Son of God anew in their hearts, for he is in for, for he is in them, and hold him up to contempt. And it can be seen that our crime in this case is greater in us than in the Jews. As for them, according to the witness of the apostles, none of the rulers of this age understood this, for if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. We, however, profess to know him, and when we deny him by our deeds, we in some way seem to lay violent hands upon him. Nor did demons crucify him. It was you who crucified him, and crucify him still, when you delight in your vices and your sins. Very well, this section continues with the um, um, relationship between Judaism and Christianity. And coming back again, because it's an important point, coming back again to the fact that um, the Jews are not guilty for Jesus' death. That some people, sure, had an individual guilt, some of the actors there, people like Judas Iscariot, people like Peter even, St. Peter, the first, uh, the, the, the head of the apostles, the one whose successor is the Pope. Um, he's, uh, you know, to blame. Many people are to blame. The Sanhedrin, the court case, many people uh, are to blame for it, but not all the Jews of Jerusalem, and much less the Jews today. The people to blame for Christ's crucifixion is you and me. These are the ones to blame. If we want to point a finger at somebody for causing Jesus to die, we point at ourselves. I remember as a child I had this uh, childish notion that if I had been in Jerusalem I would have been the one person standing up and saying save him when everybody else was saying crucify him and I remember in a sense being annoyed in the liturgies of Holy Week when they have uh, the people read the parts of the Passion and the part that the people reads is crucify him, crucify him. I always felt that was unfair that if I'd been there I'd have been saying save him, I'm for Jesus. But this is rubbish. None of us would have saved him. None of us save him. All of us, when we sin, when we hate, when we hurt, when we think badly of somebody else, when we judge them, all of us cause Christ to suffer. All of us contribute to his crucifixion. And this is what's important. What is our attitude in front of this? What is your attitude when you see a cross? The last quotation we heard on the, the last line, nor did demons crucify him. It was you who crucified him and crucify him still when you delight in your vices and sins. This last line is from St. Francis of Assisi. And St. Francis was a man who knew the weight of his sins. All the saints were sinners. All the saints knew that they were sinners. They didn't consider themselves to be perfect, and they weren't perfect. But they knew their sin. And St. Francis, they say, died almost blind. And the reason that he died almost blind was that he couldn't see a crucifix without weeping. And that he cried so much, he shed so many tears, that he damaged his eyes. 
that maybe we get cataracts, but I'm afraid we get cataracts and we damage our eyesight from looking at our mobile phones, our cell phones, and not from looking at Christ on the cross and weeping. So we need to convert in this time of Lent, to turn back to the Lord and to repent that this is the call for all Christians to see ourselves as being responsible for Christ's death. And we need this admission before we can avail of his resurrection. I don't want to leave you simply in the death of Christ, but that we need to admit that we had a role to play in his death so that then also we can participate in his resurrection. So tomorrow we'll continue with 599 to 605. God bless.